Section 11 of In Italy with the 332nd Infantry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. In Italy with the 332nd Infantry by Joseph L. Letau. Treviso to Genoa upon returning from rome we found treviso to be the same old muddy rainy town from the splendors of rome to old treviso was a far cry but after all treviso was home to us everything so far as going home and the daily routine were concerned was the same as before our departure the red cross nurses at padua made a few evenings happy for doughboys by having dances and luncheons there and the nurses of base hospital number 102 at Vicenza helped to keep the officers from losing their grace and conversational faculties. In the middle of January, we understood that our divisional commander was coming to inspect us, and this appeared to be an omen of an early departure. However, we waited in vain. Besides these few entertainments and occasional trips to nearby cities, the boys had nothing to do but eat chestnuts and sample unknown vinos. The band helped with an occasional concert, and the Y with movies now and then. Field Hospital number 331, which had come with us from France, was situated a few miles from Treviso in a large hospital building. The health of the boys was again very good, and the task of caring for the sick was not great. The most serious cases were sent to base hospital number 102, located in historic Vicenza. Despite the fact that the nurses at this hospital were forced to take walks to keep warm because of the lack of fuel, this hospital in charge of the Army Nurse Corps was very popular with the 332nd. On the 10th of February, the adjutant entered our office, looked me straight in the eye, and exclaimed, you're leaving for Genoa tomorrow. Genoa, a seaport. We in the office looked at each other with shining faces, for Genoa spelled H-O-M-E to us. After further conversation with the adjutant, I learned that six of us were going as an advance party to assist in billeting our troops when they arrived in Genoa. We started immediately and reached Milan the next morning after a cold sleepless night in the little compartment and learned at the english transportation office that a train left for genoa at twelve forty five p m that gave us about five hours to get a wash a warm meal and left enough time to visit the venerable cathedral and the lovely galleria vittoria our route lay along the mediterranean coast the beauties of craggy mountain and blue sea were before us except only now and then when they were interrupted by the eternal tunnels without which it seems one cannot travel ten miles in italy we felt that we were going to enjoy our stay at genoa which was reached about six p m wondering where we were going to spend the night we were overjoyed to see two sergeants of the third battalion advance party who had come to meet us the stately hotel miramare came into view as we turned the corner from the station high up on the hillside this massive stone structure stood a fine-looking hotel and a work of art 
the desire to see its interior helped us climb the steep hill and when we stood within its marble reception hall and saw its magnificence we were fearful that a mistake had been made we could not believe that doughboys were to have this palace for their billet the rooms were stripped of beds carpets and furniture but there were hundreds of mattresses and sheets sheets for the three hundred and thirty-second was astounding upstairs we found suites of rooms with baths attached it was too much we took our blankets from our packs and fell into the beds provided by our thoughtful friends we spent the next day in obtaining the capacity of the hotel that meant how many of the single mattresses being carried in by the italian soldiers could be put down side by side in a room on the second day in genoa february thirteenth as i sat upon the balcony of the hotel writing a letter i had to remove my blouse because of the hot sun looking up from the letter i saw the blue mediterranean stretching away in the distance and nearer as one looks from the sea to the land behind genoa rises on the hillsides like an amphitheatre with the harbour as the stage the buildings of the city are of stone and the castles and other fort-like structures silhouetted against the clear blue italian sky make an unforgettable picture these structures are several hundred feet above my position while the street is at least a hundred and fifty feet below in the hotel garden are spreading palms and other tropical trees a few days later all of the first and third battalions had arrived via train and we were at home in our new quarters the elite miramare which it was said had once entertained the emperor of germany now presented a strange appearance doughboys slept in every corner in which a mattress could be placed in the rooms and the hallways but even those who slept in the hallways were happy for was this not their last italian billet the companies each day took hikes across the city to the charming Lido, where a small amount of drilling was done in the offices especially the personnel the work was very heavy and everyone was anxious to be ready when the word came to board the ship however all had time to explore genoa the superb during these sunny days which were such a delightful change from foggy rainy treviso we found opera houses good restaurants and cabarets here it was the opera season and many enjoyed old favorites such as lucia de l'amour and il trovatore as well as lesser-known ones such as the masked ball and the lorelei the singers were very good naturally it was much easier to live in genoa since it was a fair-sized city with the diversions of the modern city along with the good however there was all the immorality of a large city to which genoa was no exception besides on the second of february a party of fifty men were given passes to rome on february twenty eighth the regiment was presented with a beautiful large flag of st george by the genoese the colonel received a gold medal several officers received silver ones and about a hundred men received bronze ones on march first a few of the much looked-for insignias or shoulder patches arrived since the regiment was on detached service in italy we were permitted to select our own insignia and the lion of st mark was chosen because our time had been spent chiefly in the old venetian territory 
a gold lion of st mark with its paws holding the book on which was inscribed in gold three hundred and thirty two all on a red background made up this brilliant insignia destined to be the most admired in the entire a e f a walk about genoa reveals many beautiful palaces and churches the galleries of these palaces contain some of the finest paintings in the world such artists as titian van dyck murillo guido reni rubens and tintoretto being represented in the palazzo bianco are memorials of columbus along which are photos of his letters here is also the violin of the famous paganini of the churches the byzantine black and white san lorenzo founded in the tenth century is most noteworthy one of the side altars is very pretty and among its treasures is a small marble casket said to contain the remains of st john the baptist women are allowed in this chapel only one day of the year in the choir are notable seats of inlaid wood one of which the guide said had been paganini's genoa having been the birthplace of columbus a marble statue of the great discoverer was erected in eighteen sixty two in the piazza Acquaverde. the remains of the house in which he was born about fourteen fifty one is still visible and is but five minutes walk from the centre of the city during the last few days the mail from home had brought newspaper clippings describing the alleged terrible conditions under which the three hundred and thirty second was living especially at cataro a congressman having in his possession letters from members of the regiment describing these conditions had charged on the floor of the house of representatives that the boys were forced to steal food and were without decent clothes etc close on the heels of the arrival of these papers a colonel from general headquarters france had reported to our regiment for the purpose of investigating these charges this he proceeded to do by examining several hundred men individually on the day that i was enjoying the art of genoa the non-commissioned officers were called together and addressed by the headquarters colonel concerning the reports reaching america he deplored the scandal and when he finished the boys were thinking the same as he was unfortunately upon completing his talk he left the room it is too bad that he did not remain to hear the regimental colonel whose language would have edified him when that officer finished the boys were in a worse mood than when they entered genoa was mild during march and ball games and boxing matches were in order saturday afternoons at the lido on the evening of the second our band and about three hundred men attended a celebration held at the opera house for the purpose of welcoming home to genoa several battalions of genoese who had fought bravely in france a few days later several hundred american military police came into italy from france until this time we had no mps other than our own and no one but a soldier can appreciate their absence their coming however relieved our men at rome who joined us on the sixth every american eye carefully scanned the harbor when daylight came each day for we knew our ship would one day steam into the harbor one day the giuseppe verde entered port in treviso we had heard of the ship as being the one that would take us home however on the sixth of march 
the verity steamed away and the boys settled back to their usual routine with heavy hearts on the seventh of march after several weeks of negotiating we were notified that fifty of the regiment could go to the menton leave area for a week end of section eleven